You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. So, you know, some people, I'm going to run over these chairs the entire time. I know I am. But, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, um, people ask me sometimes, you know, you know, where are you from, Brent? Where did you grow up or whatever? And that's a really that's a really convoluted question to ask, you know, for me. Uh, I, I went to high school in Enterprise. I I uh, grew. I, I graduated high school in Chicago. Uh, came back here for a little bit. Ended up in Arkansas and Texas. Interned at a church in Georgia. I've been all over. Um, but you know, I went to junior high school, seventh and eighth grade. It wasn't junior high school then. It was seventh through twelfth over here at Mortimer Jordan. So all before that was right over here, just, just, you know, less than a mile away. And somehow I ended up right, right back here, right back here in Morris, Alabama, all, all that. And, you know, I think all of our lives do that sometimes. You know, it's just the weirdest coincidence has happened, you know, and we're like, how did everything land where it's like this, you know? And, and you can look back at your life and you begin to maybe pick it apart, you know, and see the, the bad things that have happened, the things you wish didn't happen, and say, you know, if, if, if I wish that wouldn't have happened, and, and maybe, maybe if I wouldn't have done this or if I wouldn't have made that decision. And you begin to go through that, those things, and, and you begin to, maybe I do, just kind of play what if. Like, where would life have taken me? Where would I have ended up, you know? And, uh, and you know, there's all those little things, you, but you can't take one of them out because then you quickly realize that, you know, if I wouldn't have taken that job, then I wouldn't have gained this skill, and I wouldn't have been able to do this. Or, or if I wouldn't have made that connection with that person, then I would never have met that person that met that person that introduced me to this person. You know, or, or you know, if, if, if I wouldn't have taken that class, then, then you know, I would never have, have been able to, to do this. And, you know, so we see all those, those little things, but they always end up taking us where we are today, you know. And so we look back and, you know, we, we maybe see things that, you know, we don't care. Just like, it was so bad, just go ahead and get rid of it. Like, go ahead and just wipe it off the slate. There's some things like that. There's some things that, man, you know, they, they seem inconsequential, but in the grand scheme of things, they brought us to where we are. But then there's some things that we cannot imagine living without. We can't imagine looking back at our life and, and not being able to see our life, in, you know, without that in our life. And I, I believe, you know, uh, uh, that real first encounter with Christ that you have. I believe that's, that's one of those things. And, and so tonight, today, I want to talk to you about something that happened at night, um, uh, uh, an encounter that someone had with Jesus that, I think changed their life, and uh, it's a man named Nicodemus, and if you, it's found in John chapter 3, and uh, if you don't even know the scripture, you probably at least know the reference. You know, you've heard John three 16. You've heard that before, um, but it's, it's, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, you may have heard that scripture. That's from, probably the most famous scripture in all the Bible, is from John chapter 3, and it's from this conversation that Jesus has with this man named Nicodemus. So I want to look at his life and see if there's any parallels there between us and him. Um, it says there was a man named Nicodemus. Okay, first off, he's got a weird name. Uh, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. So what do we find out here? We find out that he's, a, he's, he's Jewish in his religion. Um, he's a religious leader, right? Yeah, he's actually part of the Sanhedrin. Uh, he, he would actually be like kind of like a judge over, uh, you know, uh, over the Jewish people there. And so, like, he was important. He had lots of things going on. He, he says he was a Pharisee. 
And if you read any other scripture, you know that the Pharisees and Jesus didn't always get along. And so that is probably why Nicodemus ends up coming to see Jesus at nighttime, because he didn't want anybody to know what was going on, right? But, but something had happened to him, you know? Something had, was messing with him with what's, what Jesus was saying, maybe when he heard him teaching during the daytime. He said, I've got to find out more about this Jesus. And so, so what we've got here is we know that he's, he's kind of got everything together, right? He's, 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 he's got religion figured out. You know, he's, he's got all that, that, that kind of, you know, deeper thing, those deeper things figured out. He's a religious leader, so he's got connections. You know, he's got his place kind of carved out. He knows those things. It, uh, some, some other, you know, uh, uh, other historical texts and stuff, we, most people assume that, that, that Nicodemus was probably a very rich person, a very rich man. So he had all those kind of things figured out too. And then even the, the name Nicodemus, the name Nicodemus, what it means is it means victory of the people. So it actually, it means like, hey, I've got every, uh, you know, the, the victory of the people and not victory of God, but the, he's found victory in the people. And so I think that's, that's really interesting that there's this guy that has everything figured out has it all laid out, but there's something, you know, just this, this one thing that he can't, he can't, this one itch he can't scratch, right? There's this Jesus guy that's messing with him, and he has to come face-to-face with him, meet him, so he sets up a meeting with Jesus, and this is what he says. He says, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you, and so I like how he sets that up, okay? He, he, he doesn't go all the way out. He's not ready to say, okay, you're the Messiah, or okay, you're the Savior, or oh, you're, you're the Son of God. He's not ready to say anything like that. But he's ready to say, you know, you're a good teacher. He's ready to say that. And not only that, but I love how he says it. He starts out, we. He starts out, we, we see. You know, we, we know, right? You ever had anybody tell you that before? Like, I don't know if you ever get let go of a job and like, brought in for a conversation. Like, we've been talking, and we, like, wait, wait, who makes the decisions here, right? And it's, it's like a way to distance yourself from the conversation, Right? And that's what Nicodemus is doing. He's saying, hey, we all know. We all know, Jesus, that you're a good guy. We, that's what he's he's kind of dis- distancing himself a little bit. But this is how Jesus replies, and I love it. He says, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus doesn't mess around. He, 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 he makes it personal. He makes it personal. He's not, he's not down, you know, Nicodemus wants to, Keep his distance, keep it generic, that kind of thing. Jesus wants to get down to the nitty-gritty. And Jesus wants to say, hey, it's about, about first. And, you know, I got to think about, well, you, that's, that can be a, to a, a crowd. You know, you, well, the thing is, this isn't the original language this, this text was written in. If you go back and look, the actual, uh, in the Greek or whatever, it, uh, it, it's th- those, w- those words there, all three of them, are singular words. They're Jesus addressing one person. And so it's Jesus taking it down from, from we to Nicodemus, it's about you. It's about you. And you know what, what, that's, what it is? Sometimes we like to keep our distance from Jesus, right? We like to, to keep our, you know, we like, you know, we like this, this kind of setting with Jesus, right? We like these kind of things. But, but for Jesus to come in and to mess up our life, because we've got things figured out like Nicodemus did. We've got our, our lives set up. We've got the things, you know, planned. We've got, we've got everything in order like we like it. But to let Jesus get personal with us, to let Jesus mess with us, you know, we, we, it's really easy to talk about, talk about how, how God needs to fix everybody else. But when we get to talking about how God needs to fix us, that's, that's a little different, right? When it gets personal, 
that's when, when, it, when it gets dangerous for us. And, and that's what Jesus did. Is he, he made it personal. And he offered, uh, what he offered Nicodemus was a personal experience. Was what he offered him to be born again. And uh, that sounds kind of weird, right? I mean, even today, that, you know, that term, born again, that's even used kind of in a derogatory statement. Sometimes I'm born again, you know, you're a born again Christian. You know, that, that's kind of been used like that. Because it's weird sounding. It's kind of strange when you really think about it. And it was to Nicodemus too. He didn't understand what that means. But what Jesus was offering was a new way of life. Not just a, a way out of hell. Not just that. But a new way to live right here, right now. A new way to live apart from all the things that he had set up. All the ways that he had already planned out his life. He, had, he offered a new way of life. And, and, you know, maybe to some people that's exciting. To some people that's exciting. I, you know, I need that new life. And some people, that, like Nicodemus, that's not exciting because got everything figured out, got everything handled, everything squared away. Nicodemus had a lot to lose, you know, and he didn't need Jesus messing it up, but he was curious. He was curious, and Jesus, what does he offer him? He offers him something new, something a little weird, something a little bit out of the box, and that's what he offers us, too. You know, if we want, we want Jesus, we just want th- th- those things of Jesus that, that make us feel better about the things we've already got set up in our life. That's not really Jesus, is it? But, but when we really get a hold of Jesus, he begins to change us. He begins to shift the way we live the, and mess with us on the inside. Um, and so that's what, that's what Nicodemus was being offered. And, and he even asked Jesus, he said, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to, uh, to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. So he's not just offering something maybe weird or something new, but he's all, and not just something personal, but a supernatural experience. He's offering a supernatural experience to Nicodemus. And that's what we're, we're really offering. And I think that's what we're hungry for, you know? I mean, am I right? Is that what we're hungry for? Is it supernatural? I mean, if, we're, if, we're, if, that's what, if that's not what we're here for, what are we here for? You know? I mean, we just need a place to hang out on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, there's other places to go, you know, if we just want a cup of coffee, Jack's is right down the road, you know, if we, we just want to hear mu- music or, or whatever, that's all there, but what we really need is a supernatural experience with God, right, to, to, it's something that changes us fundamentally about who we are, that's what we need, is we need that kind of encounter with God, and that's what he wants to have with you, and you know what, you might be like Nicodemus and be afraid of it right now, but I guarantee there's going to come a time in your life where you want it, when you need it. I talked to a friend of mine uh, going through something a few weeks ago, and he told me, uh, he told me, he said, Brent, I just, he said, I just, I, I haven't wanted it in a long time, but I want that, that moment with God. I want that moment where I just, everything's clear. And, uh, and you know, that's, that's what happens. It's, it's right in, when everything's going good, like where Nicodemus was, where everything was fine. That's, you know, sometimes we, we think we just want God, like, you know, in theory. You know, we just want to kind of have the name on, on our, uh, you know, the, 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 in our bio, you know, just Jesus or whatever, you know, the scripture reference or whatever. But when things get rough, 
when things start going wrong, that's when we really say, you know what, I really need that supernatural experience with Jesus. I really need that intimate relationship that he's offering. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, he's talking about that, the wind. And, you know, I hear that example a lot, you know, about, you know, you see the wind and you can't explain it. You know, you can't explain where it, you can't see it. But, you know, that's like God moving. And, you know, what, what Jesus is saying here is, is that's like what God does in our lives. You know, it's not just how he, he explains God, but how he, how he moves in the lives of people. And the work he's doing in our lives. And I, I know, I know just from my own life, I just see so many times, so many times when things should have gone wrong. So many times when things should not have worked out. But Jesus. Right? I know so many times when things should have fallen apart. When, when things weren't adding up, when I came up short, but Jesus, but Jesus changed things. And I just, I know, I know, you know, that if it weren't for him, if it weren't for that personal experience I have with Christ, that, that I don't know where I would be. I don't know how I would make it. Um, I was going to read from Psalm 37. Uh, but I cut it all out. But this one scripture, I just want to read it to you. I don't think it's on the slide. Uh, one of my favorite psalms. Uh, but once I was young and now I'm old. I don't think I'm quite there yet. But uh, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. You know that scripture probably. You know, and God takes care of us. God, God does stuff in our life. And if we'll trust him. Um, there's, you know, so what happened to, to Nicodemus? What happened to him? Where did he end up? Where did he go? Um, you know, I'd like to tell you that, you know, he said, Jesus, you know, I, you know, I want to follow you right now. Let's go, Jesus. Make me the 13th disciple. Let's go. Uh, that, but that's not what happened. Is the story just kind of ends. Is Jesus is talking and it's over. And uh, the next, you hear, but we do hear about Nicodemus two other times. And the next time we hear about him is he's uh, back with the Pharisees. He's back there. And so clearly, if, you know, the Pharisees, weren't big fans of Jesus, so if Nicodemus is hanging out with the Pharisees, he probably hasn't fully decided to, to uh, follow Jesus yet. But uh, he does stand up to the Pharisees, and, that, and I'll link that in the, in the sermon notes if you want to go read that. But don't we do that sometimes, you know? That we, we get a little taste of what it is, uh, uh, you know, of God and of his goodness and all those things, but we go back to just how things are because it's safe, right? Because it's safe. But Nicodemus, I think, because of the way this story plays out, and there's one other time where uh, he, eventually we do see that he's definitely uh, following Jesus later on. But, um, I, but, but you know, what, but once you meet Jesus, once you meet Jesus, you know, I kind of wonder, can you really go back? I mean, here's the thing. Let's, let, let's say that like this, okay? When I was a kid, I had a, a big wheel, right? A big wheel. Loved the heck out of that thing until I got a bicycle. And then I didn't need a, bi a big wheel anymore. I had a bicycle. And then when I got a driver's license, that bicycle was in a yard sale, right? Because I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back, right? It's the same when you go to Italy, you know, you, you can't just come back and get Papa John's anymore. <laughs> why I refuse to go to Italy. <laughs> um, And when you, when you meet Jesus, when you meet Jesus, for real, have a real experience with him, can you go back? I mean, you can, but I believe there's always something inside you that's going to be 
crying out something that is, that is trying to, to pull you back. Because I know, I know from my own life, I, I know, and I, and I know I, I've, I've told the story a few times here before, but, but man, there was a time in my life where, where I just wanted to give up on church, give up on, on uh, religion, give up on faith, give up on God, all those things. But Jesus <laughs> couldn't let go of it. And not just his teaching, not just, not just uh, you know, historically or whatever, but the goodness of Jesus, of what he's done in my life and what I knew he, had, he, he has accomplished in my life. And the, the, like, I just know. And, you know, maybe you're there. Maybe you're wanting to, uh, to turn away because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to walk away, you know. There's a lot of seemingly good reasons. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just getting bogged down with just the, the tradition or whatever and just, just getting bored or just feeling like, man, we're just going through the motions. But you know, you know, what I find is is that uh, that when I'm I have that personal relationship with Jesus, and I and I when I dig into that, then the other stuff comes alive again, you know. And sometimes, you know, just investing in other people, you know, I I, I uh, know right now I'm reading through the Bible uh, with uh, Macy, my ten year old. She'll be ten in a couple months. Don't get don't let her grow up. Um, but uh, she uh, we're reading through the Bible right now at night. And, you know, we're reading some stories, you know, that, that I've known for years, and, and they're, 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 they've, got, they've got new life because, I'm, you know, we're, we're digging through them together. And so, so when you invest in other people's lives, those, those old things can become new again. You know, there, there are ways to find that newness. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, like I know me personally growing up in a pastor's home and, and, uh, and just not just seeing this as church, but seeing the other side of it too, you know, seeing what goes on behind closed doors and that kind of thing a lot. You know, you can build up a lot of cynicism about everything that goes on with church or all those things. And it's really easy to just want to run away. But Jesus, but Jesus, you know, pulls you back and says, says no, there's something real. There's something on purpose here. And, you know, you see, uh, you know, uh, hypocrisy and and failings of, of church leaders and those kind of things and and makes you want to makes you want to just why would I even mess with this but Jesus if you look at the words of Jesus if you looked at, at what he's doing and wh- what he wants to do in your life I mean it's, it's harder and harder to walk away don't don't let go of that and, and maybe you know you've got past hurt from other churches or or from other Christians or, or something don't, don't let that keep you away from Jesus. Don't let the failings of sinful people, and I'm saying we're all sinful, right? Don't let the failings of sinful people keep, you know, let you, make you fall out of love with a God that loves you more than anything, right? Let's, let, 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 hold on to Jesus. Hold on to that. In all things, and I, I encourage you with anything, that'd be it, is, is that, that not just if you've never had that experience with Christ before, but if, if you've had it before, Dig into that again. Don't lose your first love. Don't, don't let it grow cold. Don't let it grow stale. Um, Jesus ends his, his conversation with Nicodemus like this. He says, uh, God's judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. He's talking about himself. Jesus came into the world. But people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. And remember, he's talking to Nicodemus, who's a religious leader, right? And he says, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. He's talking to a guy that came and saw him at night, 
in the dark. And so, uh, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. And so we don't have any fear of approaching Jesus if we want what's right. Whether, you know, whether what we're doing is right or not, if we want what's right in our life, approaching Jesus will help us get there, right? And, and so, so, like, we just, we, I know that so many, so often it's like, I feel like we're afraid of letting people see that we're not perfect, that we have flaws, that we, we're not able to do all the things that Jesus did exactly like he did, that we're not perfect. But you know what? When we walk in that light of Christ, he helps us to be more like him. And only, only by first, by first admitting that we're not up here can we begin to be more like Jesus. We have, but, so we have to come into that light. We have to come into that light. And that's what he's inviting Nicodemus into is, is hey, you, you, you know, Nicodemus has come at nighttime, <laughs> ashamed almost that he's there with Jesus. And he's saying, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.